Just a general note, we are stage one psychology students, so any psychological-based terms may not be necessarily valid. Hi guys, welcome to the Perspective Podcast. Grab a coffee, put your feet up, let's have it. Alright mate. Alright mate, how you doing mate? Alright mate, now last episode was a blast. Oh my god, it was so fun. It was so fun, I... I I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, like I, because obviously I have fun doing this all the time. But like having someone come on that is very competent at doing her own podcast, and then being able to have her in absolute pieces was just like because sometimes like just having all three hosts just like piss themselves is just so much easier and so much fun. Yeah. So, if you haven't listened to that yet and you're listening to this one, go listen to that one and go listen to all the other ones as well. We haven't done that many. Yeah, I know. Sandra, Sandra wasn't in the other episode, but Sandra's back no. today. She used to no. go listen to them all. Exactly. Sandra just thought, oh, here we go, beautician. I'm going to go away. No, no, she ain't just any old beautician, mate. Go listen. Go listen. To it. Yeah. Go have a little, little listen. Um, today, what are we talking about? Uh, we've got a juicy ones today. Oh, we do have a juicy one. Now, um, don't know about you, but this COVID-19 has been really annoying me. No, I'm sure it has something to do with the 5G towers that have been put up. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Of course. Now, that brings us on to what today's topic is. It's a conspiracy theory. Now, obviously, it's not 5G. We do not actually have any 5G towers oh. in the UK. At least that's what they want you to see. Oh, Kieran. <laughs> Some people even think it's a Jewish plot. I know. I know. That's a weird one. That's a weird one. I know. I've been... gone. Got... If you go deep down in Reddit, you'll find a bunch of conspiracy theories. Now, I am not a Reddit lover, but I have friends that are Reddit lovers, and they just love to talk to me about what they find. And I'm like, all right, I'm not on Reddit for a reason, so you don't need to tell me what's on Reddit, because I'm not on Reddit. But... I don't mind Reddit. Reddit's got some good stuff. They but, do. They do, yeah. Like, when it goes... Because all of, like, the uh, subreddits are, like, fans of certain things when you go to certain ones it's just like jesus christ it's just like it, it's so one one-sided on, on a lot of the i guess reddit articles because people are fans and stuff and and, and that kind of brings us on to the whole why are there conspiracy theories now we've been doing a bit of psychology lectures that were quite conspiracy theory related in a way and and we caught We've got kind of a general understanding, not a professional, but a general understanding of sometimes why someone might make a conspiracy. I don't know about you, but I really had to believe in that 5G COVID-19 tower so that I formed a social identity. You know, I needed to feel like I belonged to that group. I earned for their respect. I mean, like, the ironic thing is, like, people that are conspiracy theorists, that their main point is, like, you need to do your own research, you need to find out for yourself. Yeah, I do do my own research, because I listen to, like, NASA and stuff like that, and believe it or not, I'd actually rather listen to NASA say something about the moon, that have been studying their whole lives, trying to figure out what's on the moon, than Dave from his basement going, ah, yeah, but, flag looks weird, doesn't it? Like, don't don't blow the wind. 
Yeah, no wind up there. That's why. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that flag that was posted on the moonlight. Why is it not flying? In bloody studio, that can't can't fool me. Can't fool me. They was definitely on a set, bro. <laughs> definitely on a set. Everybody in America went right. We're gonna do it in a studio. Everybody got clued in on it. Everyone, everybody, even though there were like at least more than 500 people involved in that operation, all of them just decided to go, you're not going to tell anyone, are you? No, no, mate. No. I'm not going to tell a soul. Everybody <laughs> agreed. You try getting 10 people to agree on what film to watch. No one can agree. Who's agreeing on, do you know what, maybe we should just like fake this old moon landing thing? Because I know the Russians have been out there for like legit. So why don't we just do it in the studio? <laughs> Good idea, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, the problem with these things are, is because one, the people who look for it are going to find inconsistencies and in everything, right? Yeah. Like, for instance, like, if I were to go back through, like, what I've said in the past about certain things, I'd find inconsistencies about myself because I'm looking for it. And in that moment, maybe I wasn't thinking about whatever. Like, so, and but, but the problem is, like, the more and more stuff comes out, like, the more things you go, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Like, the fact that NASA had lost all of, like, the recordings and stuff. Like, they just happened to lose all the records of what actually happened. And then people are like, see, they lost it. And that's weird. That's fishy. But then maybe The Apprentice was on that week. Like, it was just the young un. It's like, you're going to look after these top secret documents, Steve, yeah? Yeah, mate. Yeah, cool. Got them. Yeah, cool. Right, we're just going to go on a lunch break, yeah? Cool. Yeah, you got them? Don't don't lose them now. They're really important. Absolutely not, mate. Then they come back 20 minutes later. Steve, you still got the documents, mate? Bloody hell, lost them, and I? Lost them. Gone. <laughs> Steve! <laughs> Where'd you put them? Ah, oh, put them in the shredder. Bloody hell, what am I like? Eh? Oh... I got them mixed up with the bills. Oh, sorry. The thing is, is that it's technology. And the fact is, is that when I'm doing a Word document for my lecture, sometimes I lose it. All right? I've deleted the internet off my laptop. True story. I've deleted the internet off my laptop at one point. I couldn't go on the internet because I deleted the hard file. I don't know how I did it. It happened. All right? These things happen. Okay? I've also yeah. blown up a computer. Okay? That... I've blown up a computer. I should have told my mum to be like, "Yeah, she did," but she's not here on this episode, unfortunately. Oh, you waited that. You waited for that one, didn't you? You didn't tell her that time. You didn't tell her last week. No. Sorry, but... mum. <laughs> no, you waited for her to go away, so she can call you out on it. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Sorry for when I blew up that computer in my bedroom that cost a lot of money, and. You thought that it just stopped working because technology's rubbish. Sorry. <laughs> the juicy gossip only on the perspective podcast. <laughs> so yeah, it does happen, and I think it's like people, people that are looking for a conspiracy are going to find the conspiracy, and then they start to be like, "Oh my god, I believe in it because Google told me." I mean, like, I get it. I, because I watch conspiracy theories all the time, but in the same way that I watch conspiracy theories, I also watch like vegan, pro vegan documentaries. So I see like the cows and stuff getting like horribly treated, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a bit rubbish, isn't it? 
and it's like if you eat too much meat, you will die of heart disease. You know that, right? And I'm like, oh god, yeah, that's horrible. And then the film finishes, and then I go, I'm gonna go make a rustler. Yeah, but steak <laughs> tastes nice, though, doesn't it? Like, mm, yeah, it's better than leaves. Let's be honest. So I can separate myself from what I'm being told, but I can still take it in and be like, oh, that's interesting. But then I still, it never like. It never makes me go, oh, my God, that's that's it. But some of them, some of them do. Like, some of them I sort of subscribe to. I wouldn't say I believe them, because I don't think you can yeah. believe in a conspiracy theory or or what actually happens anyway. I don't think it's healthy to believe in either. But, mm. like, I wouldn't you're not changing your. You're not them. Yeah, you're not changing your belief system. Because while with... I may think, like, um, elements... Of the nine eleven one, uh, like a bit fishy. Mm. I also don't completely go, oh yeah, well it's completely a government run thing. Like you know when like like one of the big things is like um, the building gets uh, control demolitioned, like so yeah. that, you know when like buildings just fall flat down instead of on their side. Yeah. Um. What well, my theory was that, well. The actual thing is legit. Like the planes go in. That's that's all. That's all that all happened by the hijackers and all that. But then over time, they like, it's like, well, I can't put the fire out. So what are we going to do with it? Right. We'll just demolish the building. Make sure everybody's out. And then it's like, cool. Just start from scratch. But to then go, it's all a government conspiracy. It's just a bit. It's a bit blasé. It's a bit weird. And it, it it's it's kind of like trying to give meaning to something that we really don't actually have an idea of now we are human beings we naturally don't like not knowing information so hence why we make up things and really introspect those those ideas and we then actually believe that it's true and that is where a conspiracy theory comes from it's because we don't like that we don't know that information we sit back and we go, well, what if it was blah, blah, blah? We really introspect and think about it and kind of build on an idea. And then at one point, um, still to this day, I don't know why, at what point it is. And some psychologists, I still don't even believe they know where, at what point it happens. But you then actually truly believe that conspiracy that you've made up in your head is true. I mean, but the, th- the thing is, like, it's not necessarily that they've made it up in their head. They've got the idea and it's like they're joining the dots together. But like, mm. over time, like, for instance, like there's uh, Nostradamus, like he Mm-mm. was this seer or whatever, and he wrote books about, like, the lion will eat the tiger in under sunset. Over time you can make reference to any of his predictions and go, ah, see, it happened. Yeah, but it's a reach, though, isn't it? Like, for instance, there was, like, a, a battle where, um, I can't remember what king it was, but there was a king that got overthrown by his second-in-command, right? So there were, Was it Macbeth? No. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of Macbeth here. <laughs> so like... Macbeth! <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare was basically writing what... Um, Nostradamus, right? That's that's basically <laughs> it. Um, no, so there was like this this king on a battlefield, and he's going out leading his his country to battle, and then 
his assistant in command, the, the guy on his side, just fuck, smashes his head off. And then he's like, right, cool, I'm king now. And then everybody was just like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. And then they all started following him. But then because Nostradamus wrote something like um, uh, the, the, the lion will get taken down by the lion cub or something, Mm, people yeah. made reference to that. It's like, well, he's the Lion Cub, and the Lion just got killed. Are you on like, about it's King Francis and the Queen of Scots? I don't know what king I'm on about. I just I know there about, was a thing Yeah, Nostradamus was a seer, and he was a seer for the Queen of France back in the days of, I can't remember when. And then the Queen of Scots, Mary Queen of Scots, saw had a husband called King Francis, now, there's a Netflix uh, show about it called Rain, and the guy there is called Nostradamus, and he's a seer. And, you know, he's got the same sayings of the lion will fight the wolf on a field of poppies, something like that. Well, yeah, I know I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's it's funny that people will try and correlate something that was written years ago to kind of things that are happening now. And over time, you will see those correlations. Like, there's been enough time passed where, like, if you look far enough, there will be, like, there will be elements, like, even to the Bible, say, right? There'll be elements to where, like, a Bible makes a prediction or something happens in the Bible and it goes, I see, that happened. But yeah, of course it did. There's 7 billion people in the world living 7 billion individual lives over a long, 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 long period of time since that was wrote. So, of course, you're going to find similarities. And yeah. You're going to be able to, you know, it is literally just coincidence. It is like a life cycle and everything goes through a life cycle. There there are theories of alternate universes and universes upon universes of if I made a choice, there is an alternative, alternative choice from another universe and another universe. Well, if something's written down... At one stage, it's going to happen when we don't know. It could happen tomorrow, the next day, but also it could happen thousands of years down the line. And that's kind of what the Bible is. It's written words of people's thoughts. And at one point, we are going to have the same exact thought as somebody else. And that's weird to think, but there will be a point where you'll have the same thought and it it interests me because when people also play word association game you say think of a veg someone's like oh carrot and somebody else goes oh carrot it's weird why are you thinking the same thing and and that goes for conspiracy theories as well and then you've got that really raunchy woman going oh cucumber oh no you know what you've been doing do you know what's funny is when someone says tomato and you're like that's a vegetable oh Oh, that um, the arguments that come up with is a tomato, a fruit, or a veg. Ah, can we just clarify it is a vegetable? It's not. But it so, is. It's got seeds in it. What? What? Wait, no. Are you going to say fr- what fruit? Yeah, are you going to say oh, what fruit has seeds in it? Literally all of them. All of them. Oh my god. There you it's, go. a, it's a fruit. Oh. All right. You've changed my mind. Now, I already knew that tomato was a fruit, okay? That's you've, just... you've been living the conspiracy theory that tomato is a vegetable, <laughs> haven't you? I haven't, actually. No, I have the, I have the debate with some people, um, and we've all decided it's a fruit. Um, I hope everyone else decides that it's a fruit as well. 
there was a there was a there was a think tank, there was a brainstorm. We're like, have we got any ideas? Uh, yeah, I think we've think it's fruit. Yeah, I think it's fruit. That was a very productive board meeting. Cool, thanks. <laughs> That's what I like to discuss in my free time, I guess. Yeah, just loads of lads from Swindon going, oh, bruv, is it actually like a vegetable or what? Yeah, well, it's it, it's not, so, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life! <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Just absolutely, like, astonishes me that, like, road men are having, like, Deep, thoughtful <laughs> deep conversations about, about, fruit about fruit and veg. Oh, make sure you get your five a day, bruv. Yeah, I will. But I'll have a tomato because it's a vegetable. Nah, mate, it's a fruit. You say what, bruv? It's a fruit. Oh. I oh, mean, you should have seen it. Yeah, me and my girl went like Sainsbury's and all that. Yeah, we got an avocado, looked at avocado. I went, that's definitely a vegetable in it. And she was like, no, it's fruit. And she was like, no, it's green. It's got to be vegetable. <laughs> Mum said eat your greens. She didn't include apples in that, did she? No. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, us, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> take a moment to just to embrace the um, culture of conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh, my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, conspiracy theory to this date is that global warming is made up by scientists to have financial gain. Right. I don't believe in this one. I don't either. I don't, but I also don't agree with the way the government go about doing it. I also because... don't believe in... Glo- I also want to put this out there. I don't actually believe in global warming itself. Now, if you if you didn't realise that there was a tectonic plate shift in China when they had that massive tsunami, um, before then, there was also another tectonic plate shift which also caused the Earth to slightly go off its axes. If it went any more, it'd be a massive, like, kind of freeze-over of the whole entire world. Or... If it goes any more around the other way, the whole world would heat up too much and it would be volcanoes everywhere. Now, I think that because of the tectonic plate shift, um, it caused a kind of seasonal shock, which means that some places are getting hotter, some places are getting colder. It just depends where your country base is, uh, country base, where your country is based uh, to whether you're getting more hot weather or more cold weather. I don't think it's global warming. I mean, yes, save the turtles, but there well, are, I, there's some I, other scientific measures. I mean, I I believe in it. Like, I do think the world's warming up quicker than it was, because, but it, like, you have corporations and stuff digging for oil, trying to like push all the fossil fumes in the air, and it, that's proven to have done some yeah, damage to, like, the ozone layer to and the stuff. ozone layer but yeah. the government going maybe you should just like use like bag for life instead I, yeah, that's I gonna don't... do nothing it's not... it's more i think it's more the fact that the ozone layer de- decreasing and it's more the companies using the whole marketing scheme oh it's good for global warming but then they're the ones with big factories behind them that are producing the smoke, the smog, um, the fumes that are destroying the ozone layer, they're kind of actually contributing <laughs> to and it. This so. brings me on to a point 
that I was going because I'm probably in line of like I don't believe in conspiracies more than you do. Like I still don't think they're all that much. I wouldn't consider myself mm. as conspiracy first, really. But I um, am but, more yeah, sort of either. interested in them. I guess you probably are. Um, if you were to raise that point, I they're like big business and all that, making the uh, the atmosphere like bug it up. Governments would be quick to say that that's just a conspiracy theory, and that's a problem. Like anything that is genuinely a problem, will just get labelled as a conspiracy theory, and because it's been labelled a conspiracy theory, people won't take it seriously because there's yeah. just a bunch of shite going around. Like there's not actually a real Avril Lavigne. Avril mm. Lavigne. <laughs> Avril Lavigne has Avril Lavigne, but then also she has Melissa, who likes to wear skirts. But Avril Lavigne used to wear trousers. (sighs) So it gets lumped in with that. So when something is happening, like, for instance, like um, it's well known in sociology classes now, and trust me, the government don't like that, um, that um, big paper companies will just set the agenda of what people need to think. Like for instance, the mm. Sun will just you can you can you can tell the difference. Like you what you read the Guardian and then you read the Sun, it's about the same story, but it's reported very very differently. It's uh, it depends on right wing or left wing politics to who, and some newspapers don't want my FBI agent listening right now. Some newspapers do get payoffs from politicians or higher up across the um, hierarchy. Uh, to put forward their own opinions and their own statements to really make the paper go out to the public and give the public um, that mindset. So in sociology, I learned that um, The Guardian is kind of right-wing tailored in a way. Um, so well, on it, you, it used were... to be, but now it's like... No, no, it's like... It's like centralizing it is centralizing because like it, it has yeah. sort of like switched around like it used to be quite left-wing because it was just like um like look after people but now because of like the sun readers and things like that having like oh foreigners bad um don't like them because of the black lives matter movement and stuff like that you've now got um the sun readers reading oh black lives matter is a violent organization which oh, yeah you can put as much cop into that as much as you like but then on the plus side of that instead of being like investigative journalism now the guardian's just gone well we're just gonna go completely the other way and be like well black lives matter is completely okay and uh, everybody else is scum so like it, it's yeah it's become very far left wing now. It's basically what my mum would read. <laughs> yeah, it is quite. It's it's gone from like right to left, left to right, and it is. It's more of a competitive thing where newspapers are competing yeah. against each other. So if the Sun was like, "Oh yes, Black Lives Matter," then the Guardians would be like, "No, they don't." It's it's a more of a competitive stance, and it's to agree to the public eye of what the public think. Now, the public actually isn't a general. Um, I or a general kind of think we all actually have our own opinions and I think it's very hilarious that a newspaper report wants to gather the kind of general idea of the public when we're all so different and so individualistic I mean yeah we all have our like own interests our own 
things like that. But even even then, like big businesses and stuff like taking over like Facebook and Google and things like that. Yeah. And they're using data. They like mm. this isn't a conspiracy that it's literally happening. Like they're using your like you think it's pretty harmless. It's like whatever personalized ads. Yeah, okay. But then over time, you're going to be living in that same echo chamber, which we did learn about this week. Um, yeah, uh, that you li- you live in this perpetual like circle of like okay, this is what I see in my world. This is what I see in my world. Like for instance, me. I see Turning Point UK stuff all the time. Not because I support them. It's because I comment on them telling them their shit. So they're like, oh, well, you, you comment on this a lot. You're going to see more of this stuff. And I kind of it prefer is, that like... because I get to see both sides again. I don't agree with it, but I like seeing both sides to things. And because of the personalized ads and things like that, you're more likely to see stuff that you agree with, which makes everything more polarized. And then that goes back to the paper thing. It's easy to sell papers to someone who agrees with your thing. Like if we were all just centrist, like we basically should be, like it shouldn't be right or left. It should be like, okay, we believe in the facts. Yeah. It's going to be much harder to sell paper through shock headlines because everybody believes the same thing. And I'm glad people don't, but like yeah. it is also, it should be, okay, I need to try and find out what the facts are. Like, and everybody has different politics and stuff like that, and that's, that's fine. But then mm. the conspiracy part comes into it because they're like a whole different wing themselves because you will get left and right wing people are like, like believing in conspiracy theories, but they're like diehard. Like, they'll believe in everything. Yeah. Yeah, which is it's quite it's quite scary to think that when you've got that kind of system and which da- the data that is received from mass m- amounts of computers that hold your cookies and everything cookies, you know, <laughs> and um, they they literally take your life, I guess, in a way, and kind of uh i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to word it but they kind of take your life and i guess show you things that you like that you're interested in and then it kind of brings in this whole kind of idea of control and how how they're kind of shaping our own thoughts and uh i don't know more like a like a, a face of a party such as boris johnson is the face of a party He'll have people behind him that look at data, look yes. at what is the the highest, most liked thing, and then when it comes to re-elections, he'll, I guess, put forward what is the most desired thing that the general population have been looking at, and that's how he'll get re-elected and re-elected, and it's funny that we all fall for that kind of ideology and kind of newspeak. It's called newspeak. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's the same with every single government. Like, looking back on it, if you look back at David Cameron's speeches, they're not that bad. Like, I'd have them back in a heartbeat, but then at the time, I'm like, oh, God, I don't agree with this guy. But then also, like, there's there's a very high lack of... I think I think that's also where a conspiracy theory, as far as the government is concerned, because I think, I think... I'm not anti-government by any means, but I do certainly subscribe to the theory that there isn't enough representation of different... Like, there, there is for filling quotas and things like that, like different groups and things. Mm. But 
for instance, my um, uh, MP at the moment, he's uh, a conservative. And <laughs> it's actually quite a funny story. My mum was uh, setting up a pop-up shop for this uh, poor like, little Ukrainian girl who, uh, who had <laughs> um, got told she had to leave. So because of Brexit, like they were like, oh, you need papers and things like that. But the the, the paper company, the people who were issuing the papers, sent the wrong papers. But because they had no like leg to stand on anyway, they were like, oh, you sent us the wrong papers. No, we didn't. Right. So we had to like raise money and things like that. And Scott Mann, who is the MP, a lovely MP, who is a um, MP of Bodmin, he turned up for the opening, so he could get in the paper. And he was like, oh, you, this is a beautiful thing you're doing, Bernie. You keep doing it. And then mum didn't hear about it for weeks. Then we did it again. He came to the opening again, got his picture with the Ukrainian girl, and then went away. And that's just, to me, that is what government is. It's like, we will care about you when it's convenient. When it, benef- when it benefits yeah. us, we're going to care about you. And that's, it's sadly, it's the way of the world. Maybe one day it will be changed, but who knows? People in power are quite narcissistic, as we've learned over the past few days in this psychology course. Um, but that kind of wraps up the whole kind of conspiracy theory thing. And are we in control? Oh, but you, you do or... know that because we're doing psychology and it is a, like a thoughtful subject, like sociology and things like that, you do know we are just being trained to be Marxist pieces of scum, right? You do know that. Yeah. Like we are. We are literally we are living a it's kind of like if you took philosophy, we're kind of living by the book and we're kind of repeating what people have already said, but it's okay, I can tailor that to my I mean that's what yeah, that's what people don't think. Like, yeah, I guess like without sociology and stuff you wouldn't know about big businesses like conspiring for like paper companies and stuff like that. But, like, mm. it's a two-way... St- like, I, I don't strongly believe in anything, but I, I haven't been moulded to believe, like, all oh, government things are bad. It's just that all you have to do is take a step back and then try and not take things for face value. That You realise there are a lot of shady stuff going on, but just because there's a lot of shady stuff yeah. going on, it doesn't mean every single government-led programme has things It doesn't mean it's all bad. It. It's just mm. that, like the idea of it as a whole. Like, for instance, like, I know we don't talk about it very much, but when Brexit happened, obviously I'm a Remain guy because uh, I'm a snowflake, whatever. Um, I voted because purely on the fact of I kind of want EU regulations in here because I don't agree with the governments that I vote in anyway. Like, I know for a fact that the Green Party aren't going to go in. And even if they did go in, like, say they got a lot of UKIP, for instance, right? UKIP got a load of seats one year. And then over time, the Conservatives became more and more right-wing because they tried to get the UKIP voters, and it worked. The UKIP voters went over there to vote for the Conservatives. Mm, yeah. And over time, you'll see, I guarantee you, you'll see the Green Party do really well, right? You'll see them get a few seats. And then because they didn't win that time or they didn't go in co- coalition with somebody else, either the good members will go to another party or people who are disenfranchised with the other parties will go into the Green Party and then it'll bleed him out what it means. Because obviously, I, as you can tell, I vote Green Party when I can because they're the only people that sort of mm. believe in what I believe in. But then over time, if they've got popular, like 
that's what America does wrong. It's a two-party system. But then England's no better either. It's literally just the Tories and the Conservatives. And then if anybody pops around and become, like, say Labour have like, a completely, like, downfall and then become, like, the fifth highest party, but that'll never happen, and then Green Party take their place, it'll just be the same. As... Yeah, it'll be the same two parties. Yeah. It'll, it, it's, it's like a favouritism competition. It's like, oh, my God, it's like two popular people at school voting for prom king or queen. Yeah, it well, is. Like yeah, you it's, you, it's you, like... You're, you're, you know, you're an ugly fat lad like me. And you don't, you don't see yourself in those pretty people. So you're like, oh, hang on a minute. There's number three. She's, she's coming up. She's got a gap in her teeth. I'm going to vote for her. And then, surely enough, once she gets like a lot of popularity, she gets her teeth done. And then she becomes a pretty person. She gets plastic surgery done. It's like, well, that's not what I vote for, is it? And that's what, like... Yeah. Whenever like Labour has won, like for instance, my mum was a high Jeremy Corbyn fan. I like Jeremy Corbyn as well. He's always not perfect, but I like him as well. And he was the only one that I looked at, like, oh, okay, he's like sticking up for me. But then, sure enough, everybody turned on, and then he got replaced by a guy that just to look at him. It's like, well, it's just another Tory, isn't it, really? Because you don't yeah. see yourself in the opposition party anymore, and it it just does make you sort of fall into these sort of like government's conspiracies because there's not really a choice and it's like oh god here we go we can't relate to somebody that is in a high job that gets paid a lot of money and that is high middle class you know we can't relate we're working class and if you are high middle class you can kind of relate to them um, and that's why you kind of vote for them because you're like, oh, they're putting forward all the things that are great for us. And so they're trying to relate to the working class, but they're doing a really crappy job about it. Yeah, I mean, they are at the moment, but then come election time, come, they'll be like, oh, don't worry, time. we'll look after you. And then as soon as they get yeah. voted in, it's like, oh, by the way, I couldn't really do that. Like, I was watching Theresa May. Uh, resigned yeah it was when she resigned and then they had to have a new leader the only person i thought oh yeah he's quite cool is a guy called rory stewart and the only reason i mm. identify with him is because he didn't make any promise he literally was like the worst leader ever because he was like i can't guarantee that i'll be able to do anything and the people that were like quite rightly because people were looking for someone who's going to make promises but i've just grown up with enough like politics outlook that i'm like i'd rather vote for the guy who knows he's not gonna make any promises be able to do it yeah because he's an honest person he's being genuine they're being genuine and honest yeah well i think i am all conspiracied out for this episode yeah which brings us on to the end karen you know what it is the end it's the end for all of us the end times are coming (laughs) episode eight episode eight oh god oh god right okay ahem Thank you for listening to this uh, episode eight of the Perspective Podcast. I know Sarah, Sandra's had a had a lovely time. If that is your real name, um, <laughs> I I think we should go about what we've learned. But then you know, don't take what we've learned for face value. Think about it yourself. Do your own research. Who cares about what I say? <laughs> um, today we've learned that um, the Jews made five G. The Apprentice lost the NASA files because he decided that it was probably just the the bills. Nostradamus wrote Macbeth. 
Swindon Roadmen are, f- are curiously really into fruit. Swindon Roadmen are also philosophers when it comes to avocados. The government takes your Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and finally, just think about what you're reading. Think about what you're seeing. Don't take everything for face value, but then also, when your mum tells you she loves you, don't think it's a government conspiracy to make you feel good about yourself so that you'll actually buy some lipstick for a change. Just be yourself. You've had it. You've loved it. Let's have another one. Goodbye.